Hey, what is going on guys? It's DK. Back at you with another video here to bring the seven game NBA main slate on Monday. Before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, my name's DK. I make daily videos and live stream for NBA and NFL sites on DraftKings. If you are unable to watch these YouTube videos, I also up on Apple Podcasts. I have a link in the description below. It's called the DK DFS Show. If you guys are interested in signing up for premium content, I'm now often on Patreon.com, an esports package which includes uh, Call of Duty, which had a really nice day in today, and and uh, esports and uh, Counter Strike CS Go, uh, and then I have an NBA package as well. And then I want to thank Prize Picks for sponsoring this show. If it's your first time watching, maybe you're not familiar with Prize Picks. Basically, the idea is you're taking over under on fantasy points, so they have eight players already up for tomorrow. Um, yeah, you're taking, again, over, under, and fantasy points. So, DeMontis is a bonus to protect for 45. Do you like the under, do you like the over? You can mix and match sports here, too. So, you can play a couple from college basketball. Um, you know, you can play a couple from the NBA. You've got esports here. So, um, if you guys want to sign up, you can use the code DKDFS. DKDFS, all one word, link down below. You get 100% match up to $100. So, you put $100 in, you get $200 to play with. And finally, I just want to thank you guys for the continued support on the videos uh the live streams as well as on twitter really really do appreciate each and every one of you if you guys do enjoy this content if you leave a like button on the video subscribe to the channel if you haven't already and hit the notification bell so you don't know to upload videos you know not live i will be doing a youtube live stream before lock tomorrow so make sure to check it out and let's aim for 200 likes on this video but with that out of the way let's jump into it so gonna try this again there is nothing more uh, tilting than having to remake a video. But yeah, this is, I've, I've done it a few times now um, where I've uh, uploaded or, you know, made the video with no sound. I just didn't have my mic plugged in. So uploaded it to YouTube, realized it. And I'm just like, man, man, oh man, there is, it's pretty frustrating to go having to remake a video. Cause like, oh man, I thought that video was really good. And I was like, no sound, like, oh man. Um, but all right, so gonna try this. Hopefully the second uh, time is better than the first. Uh, let's go over my lineup here from Sunday. So Sunday for me, literally in every tournament I was in, finished one to two points out of the money in GPPs. Just one of those nights. One where just, just on the edge of just missing. Um, so going over my lineup, LaMelo Ball, Lou Williams, uh, Michael, Parter, Michael Carter Williams, um, Miles Bridges, Ken Birch, Damian Lillard, Grayson Allen, and John Morant. So, um, LaMelo Ball was actually a little bit higher owned than I thought, but I really liked him, especially once when Gordon Hayward went down. Uh, he had nice 52 fantasy points at 40% ownership. Lou Williams was really low owned. 6% went for 49 fantasy points. Once we got that late news of Kawhi Leonard being out, it really made a lot of those Clippers look great. And if the clip, if the if the Cavs could have just kept it close and not gotten blown out, I would have cashed because the starters got pulled with four minutes left. And Lou again was six percent. I literally again, this was the cash. Two points in this tournament was one point in another tournament. Ah, oh, so frustrating. But that's how it goes sometimes. Um, Miles Bridges was a chalk bust. Eighty-six percent owned in this tournament. You know, was he a bad play again? No, sometimes the sometimes good players or you know players that are underpriced in good spots will bust. And again, my, they had eight man rotation. He played big minutes, still as a good matchup. He just didn't do much when he's out there. Um, and he wasn't a bad play. Clearly, he was almost ninety percent owned in, in this uh, the higher dollar stuff. Ken Birch had nineteen fans points. He was solid. Uh, nothing crazy. And the Orlando Magic really got destroyed there. Expected a little bit more from from him and MCW. 
Damian Lillard had a really nice day, only 30% on 57 fantasy points. I was trying to get a lineup with LaMelo, Dame, and uh, Luka Doncic in there, but I couldn't do it. I just couldn't get something that I really liked with those three in. Um, I used Grayson Allen for value. John Morant was a little bit disappointing. Honestly, I expected a little bit more. He was low-owned. I loved the matchup for him. Just had a you know floor game. He still only played 32 minutes, too. I know he got pulled the last couple minutes, but um, yeah, that's... That's really it for the look back, guys. Hope you guys had a good night. Uh, again, for me, just like one or two points out of the tournaments in every uh, in every one for me. So that's a little bit tilting, but um, that's, again, DFS can go like that sometimes. So let's go over um, the the Vegas hats that we have out right now. We have Bulls and Pacers, a 229.5 over under. The Pacers are 5.5 point favorites. Hawks and Knicks, a 216.5 over under. The Hawks are 1.5 point favorites. And Cavs. Warriors 224 and a half over under the Warriors are eight point favorites. So we'll start off with Chicago and the Pacers. So on the Chicago side, not a ton I like here. I think Zach Levine in tournaments is the guy I'm looking to. Uh, should play 35 plus minutes. Again, he has been clearly been the best player. He can stuff the stat sheet. He's got 50 plus fantasy point upside. He will go overlooked in the slate. Um, so it's Zach Levine for me, and that's really it. I think he's only a tournament play. Not really looking to White at 6-2. Um, Thad Young, it seems priced about right. And if if Wano uh, Carter Jr. is back, that completely takes him out of play. Value-wise, just the minutes kind of up and down with these guys. Garrett Temple has actually played 36 and 30 minutes in back-to-back games. He's a low-usage guy. I guess you can make the argument for him just because of the minutes, but just not a ton I love on the Chicago side. On the Pacers side, a little bit more to like here. DeMontis' bonus, I do like a good amount. Love targeting bigs against the Chicago Bulls team. They are, again, a little bit uh, thin up front as well right now. He should be able to have his way. My one concern DeMontis' bonus is he did not close that last game, which is not great and there was a game about a week ago where they closed with all the bench guys so you know a little bit concerning if you played DeMontis Sabonis at last slate man get the tilting out of the way because I really feel for you that sucks because he was on pace for a massive game he was on pace for probably close to 60 uh, and this didn't play the fourth quarter so I really feel for you that that is just brutal luck if you played him the last slate but as long as we get normal minutes for Sabonis which would be 38 to 39 minutes and he's a really good play at 9.1k don't mind Brogdon at 7-7. My one issue with Brogdon is there's a lot of good guard plays in the slate, but um, I think he is viable. Miles Turner actually played more minutes than Sabonis. Um, I don't think he plays 34 minutes again. I would assume those minutes go back to Sabonis. So, yeah, just secondary play for Turner. Now, TJ McConnell, I mentioned, if the minutes would be there for him, he would probably get there. And he got 32 minutes, and he got there. 39 fancy points. Again, the minutes have kind of been fluctuating for him, but he has seen 32 in back-to-back games. He's the guy that can stuff a stat sheet with the assists, rebound the ball, can score the ball. So I think he's a decent play there in the mid-range. Now, what we have to keep an eye on is Doug McDermott. He is currently questionable. He played 37 minutes the last game, shot the ball, lights out, 9 of 16. If he plays, he's in play for tournaments, but again, does have a low floor. If he's not hitting his shots, uh, doesn't do a ton of the peripheral stats. If he misses, we could look to a guy, Jeremy Lamb, who probably would have to play more. So Lamb would be a guy to look to possibly if there's no Doug McDermott. Moving on to Houston and Washington, revenge game here for John Wall. I do like him a good amount. Love the matchup against the Washington Wizards. He, he should play mid-30s minutes. I do think John Wall is one of the better plays at his current, current price. Eric Gordon firmly in play as well. If I had to pick, it would be John Wall. Uh, Gordon, the one issue there is he is scoring dependent, but he did go for 40 fans points at last game. Did have six assists, which is good to see. So Gordon, John Wall both look good. Would prefer Wall if you made me pick. Yeah, Boogie Cousins is fine tournament play, but again, the minutes haven't really been great on him. He's hovering like the low to mid-20s minutes. I need him to play close to the 30-minute mark for me to get really excited. So he's more of a uh, contrarian GBP play. Value-wise, so it was uh, mentioned Daniel House and Doug McDermott being similar value plays at last slate. And I was like, hey, they really, if they're going to get you value, they got to hit their shots. Well, Doug McDermott played big minutes and he hit a lot of his shots. Daniel House, 0 of 8, 9 fancy points. 
So that, that's kind of why I don't really like playing the score independent guys because they, this is in the range of outcomes, single digits if they don't hit their shots. So, um, you know, for Daniel House, what I expect minutes wise, I would say mid to high 20s minutes. So yeah, he's playable. Again, he just has to hit his shots. If he doesn't, he has a really, really low floor. And guys like Sterling Brown, David Wobb, I got priced up a little bit. They should play around the 20 minute mark. I think they're both decent value plays. On the Washington side, really depends on Russell Westbrook. He is currently questionable. It's a back to back. We'll see. If he does play, I like him. Revenge game narrative. If he's out, then I love Beal at 8 9. It's one of the best plays of the slate for sure. So we'll have to keep an eye on that. Rui, secondary play for me. Um, Mo Wagner did start at center, did play 22 minutes. He's a good point for a guy. If he starts again, I do like him for value. My one concern, and we saw this when Alex Len was chalk about a week ago, is they have three centers. And if he plays, if he's playing bad, they'll they'll have they'll pull him really quick, or if he gets it's foul trouble, right? So like there's no guarantee in the Mets. That's the one concern with Mo Wagner. But um at 3.2k. 3.2k, I might be willing to take the risk if he does start again. And then, you know, a guy like Roel Neto will probably start if there's no Russell Westbrook. If he does start, I think it would be a decent play for six. Would have been, would have wished he was a little bit cheaper. Moving on to Atlanta and New York, not a ton of love for the Atlanta side. I think Trey Young is viable for GPPs, but not a priority for me. Capella, Collins, the price is coming down on both those guys a little bit. I think they're both, you know, secondary options. Herder, I don't really love playing him. Gallinari, you know, a little up and down. There's there's really no standout place for me on the Atlanta side. On the New York Knicks side, I think Julius Randle is a decent play at 8-7. I think he's a little bit too cheap. I think he should be about 9.5K. It's a really good matchup here for Randle, so I do like him at that price. The guards, there's just everyone kind of playing the 20-minute mark. Like, no one's playing huge mats. It kind of takes them all out of play. Now, Nerlens Dewall, I do like for value at 4.4K. He started. He played 32 minutes the last. Game. I'm expecting some minutes for Noel, about 30, as long as he's at a foul trouble. So I do like him for value. Taj Gibson will play the backup center. Um, if you think Noel gets into the foul trouble, you can take a shot on Taj Gibson, but they should split the center minutes. Again, it was 32 for Noel, 16 for Taj. All right, Philly and Utah, not a game I have a ton of interest in. If Embiid plays, I'm probably going to stay away from everyone. If Embiid misses, Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris become a little bit more viable. Um, you know, Seth Curry has played in back to back games with no shake Milton, 34 and 35 minutes. So you can use him for value, but but again, he's very, very reliant on the scoring. On the Utah Jazz side, I do kind of like Donovan Mitchell. Again, I think that's a little bit too cheap. Blowout um, in that last game only played 32 minutes, but he should play close to the 37, 38-minute mark. Again, he will have a high floor to the assist. I know we only had two assists last game. I think it's more of an outlier with no Mike Conley. He's going to handle the ball a lot. 8, 9, and 11 assists the previous three games. So I do like Donovan Mitchell. Um, Gobert, I don't like Tarting Sanders against Joel Embiid. And then Clarkson and Joe Ingles are both decent plays in the mid-range. Neither are priorities, though. Cleveland and Golden State depends on Drummond. If Drummond plays, he's he's in play for tournaments. You guys know by now if you've played NBA DFS this year, Andre Drummond's been very, very boomer bust. He either, you know, wins you a lot of money or he completely sinks your lineup. So uh, last couple of games, 16 and 17 minutes, uh, was in foul trouble last game there against Portland. If he plays and starts, I would have some interest in him, in him for GPPs because the upside is there. But again, the floor is also really low. If he misses, then we, if he sits out again, we could look at Jared Allen, who would start and probably play over 30 minutes, would like him in the mid-range. And then if there's no Drummond, we could look to a guy like JaVel McGee for value, who would probably play around the 15-minute mark. And it's a good point for a guy, also a revenge game narrative there. On the Golden State side, not a ton of love. I think Steph is viable GPP play. Draymond seems priced about right um, at 6-7. And then Ubre Wiggins, secondary plays. Really, just not a lot I like for the Golden State side. On the Miami side, you know, I think there's some decent plays here. If I had to pick one, it would be Jimmy Butler at 8.2K just because he's been really, really aggressive. We're getting aggressive Jimmy Butler like we did in the playoffs. He's, you know, stuffing the stat sheet, almost triple-double every single night. So um, I do like Jimmy Butler at 8.2K. He would be the guy if I had to pick one of the Miami Heat guys. Bam, Hero, Nunn, Olenek are all just like 
yeah, they're decent plays, but no one really stands out for me on the Miami Heat side. On the LA Clippers side, it will depends on Kawhi and Paul George. If they're both out, I'm fine going right back to Lou Williams. Now, the ownership's going to be way up, but he was on pace for 35 minutes of the game stayed close. So, if both these guys are out and Lou Williams starts, I do like him a good amount here uh, because we know the upside is there. And we're starting to see it now more consistently from Lou Williams. Like, this is the Lou Williams I know. I know he's still got it in him. So, um, I would like Lou a good amount. They're both out. And Marcus Morris had to play some big minutes. Like, he'd be pretty solid play at 5.2K. Ibaka had a massive game today. Um, I think he's a decent option there at 5K. Reggie Jackson will have to play a lot more. I like him for value. I would like him for value. Luke Kennard played a little bit more than Terrence Mann, so I might give the edge there. So really, there would be a lot to like here for the Clipper side if both these guys are out. I would definitely want to load up, uh, or not load up, but probably look to maybe get one or two of those guys in if Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are both out. Now, again, if like both these guys are in, then it's just, mm, if they're both in, there's no limitations. I'd probably prefer Paul George to Kawhi Leonard, uh, and then that would kind of take these secondary plays out of play for me. Final game here, Brooklyn and Sacramento. So this is definitely an appealing game here. Um, one of the probably... One of the most, if not the most appealing games on the slate. No Kevin Durant, so James Harden, Kyrie Irving, both look really good, and it's a fantastic matchup. I'm guessing this is probably going to be like a 240 over-under. So really do like Harden, really do like Kyrie Irving. Um, again, they're going to have to do a ton uh, offensively with no Kevin Durant. So those two guys are where I'm really where I'm looking. The secondary plays is not really for me. Um, Joe Harris probably plays around 30 minutes relying on the scoring. Jeff Green, lower usage guy. DeAndre Jordan's back too. Like you can take a shot on Bruce Brown. Like he'll probably play around 20 minutes, but there's really no standout secondary place for me in Brooklyn. Finally, the Sacramento Kings. So I do really like De'Aaron Fox as long as there's no limitations. Again, he played tonight. Um, if he plays his normal minutes, I think 8.8K is a little bit too cheap, especially for this matchup. So I do like De'Aaron Fox a good amount. Heald and Barnes, secondary plays, but again, viable because of the matchup. Halliburton, I want to see how many minutes did he finish with tonight? Because he was on pace for... Or he was playing some good minutes, uh, even with Fox there. Let me see this. Um, so Halliburton played 31 minutes. Okay. So, yeah, I think Halliburton is a decent play in the mid-range. Uh, again, would probably just rather pay an extra couple thousand for De'Aaron Fox. Holmes is viable for tournaments. But again, we know the foul trip concerns there. I will mention Bielitsa. He played some decent minutes off the bench, played over 20. Again, if there's no Marvin Bagley, I'm fine going to Bielitsa for a value play. And he's a guy that he can get hot behind the three-point line. So good shooter. I would have some interest in Bielitsa for value if Marvin Bagley is out. But that's really it for the team-by-team breakdown, guys. And I think that's going to do it for the video as well. So if you haven't enjoyed the content so far, I would really appreciate it. If you have a like button on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you don't want to upload videos, you don't want to go live. Thanks again. Have a great night, guys, and I'll see you all back here tomorrow.